right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. It's been a long time since I've been on the air with you to give you the news. And, you know, I have to say, it's been uh, a pretty crazy election period. But I did tell you, bring out the popcorn because this is where it's going to get rowdy, right? Uh, we do have this insane need for prayer right now because this is... Uh, this is the moment that uh, Americans decide uh, to stand with uh, what our nation really stands for. And so, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. And we have to be thankful, of course, thankful that God has allowed us to wake up this morning and fight over Turkey, fight with our parents. I mean, my mother's like thousands of miles away <laughs> and we still had a spat this morning and you got to keep up those Thanksgiving traditions. Um, but uh, we have to be very thankful for the things that we have in our life. Even those that seem to be just an illusion, be thankful for the illusion, be thankful for uh, uh, those little moments that make you roll your eyes be thankful for everyone. I'm thankful for each and every one of you, uh, because even though I, I, I didn't, I, I, I did not have the time. I mean, I probably had time. I don't know during my bathroom break when I eat or whatever uh, to reach out to you guys, but I, I wasn't in the frame of mind uh, to be able to. Uh, suss out the obsolete uh, mockingbird media, uh, this uh, extended arm of this fourth unelected branch of government uh, that is just disgusting. I mean, there was just just flipping through the channels at some point in some hotel. I was just looking at it and I was thinking, I can't imagine what my listeners are going through listening to all of this on every single channel. I really can't. But I am hoping that all this time that we've spent uh, kind of talking and understanding that the illusion that we have no power is simply an illusion and that we are many and they are few. And I can tell you there is a bunch, a tremendous amount of God-fearing, American-loving patriots right now working overtime, overtime, and um, the work has just begun. Uh, there are people that are spending Thanksgiving away from family and gatherings to make sure that what President Trump represents, which is the voice of the people, is maintained. And it's really important to maintain that focus and be able to trust your gut I mean, we've been talking about that for a while, and I told you how important it was going to be September, October, and November, and it was going to be crazy, and I, and I warned you what their plan was from spring. I've been walking you through slowly, so that way it doesn't catch you with your pants down, uh, doesn't hit you like a boulder in the face, but that you can see it coming. So if obviously people knew it was coming, there's obviously good things coming together. And um, these illusions that they have sprinkled all over us and blinded the people with are no longer working. But let's be honest. 
those in America that have been mesmerized and demoralized over the decades uh, with the mainstream media, with the entertainment industry, the music industry, the consumer industry in general, uh, the global influences, I can tell you, even if you took a million people, a million people that had video evidence showing that there was fraud, they wouldn't change a thing. Because remember, I told you, there is not going to be one authority that's going to tell you who won those elections. We talked about this. We said the media is going to be calling the elections, right? Remember, we were here talking about it months ago. And as you can see, apparently the Associated Press now is, is the authority on who is the winner and who's not. And not only that, we have the other media falling in line. And it's expected. It was completely expected, completely predictable, because we knew about it. We also knew what tricks they were going to have up their sleeves. We also knew the counter-narrative that they would have. We also knew that they were just walking us into a trap of mesmerization in Fox. We've been saying this. They honeypotted us with great words of beautiful conservative speech. Admit it. You were suckered, but you were suckered with open eyes so we can see. So the question is, where do you lie? I see tweets, you know, that I've been sending. I see people completely saddened and hurt. What is going on? He has a transition team. So guys, can you imagine how embarrassing it is right now as an American? Think about it for a second. How embarrassing is it to be an American citizen right now when we have, uh, you know, a, a complete shit show happening, right? Completely. We've got a guy that's identifying as president like because the Associated Press said so. He's organizing a cabinet. He's picking people like Podesta to be on his team. Like what? Like this is this. This is you can't even make this up. This is so bizarre. You can't make it up. Like you're putting Podesta on your team. Are you kidding? Like think about it. You're looking at it and it's a train wreck and you're seeing it in slow motion. Right. And you're just like, if this happens, we're all going to the gulags and it's over. Right. So, Podesta, we're going to have Hillary Clinton as Secretary of Defense. We came, we saw, he died. Ha, ha, ha. No, it's not going to happen. We, the people, are in control now. And that's because President Trump has decided to stand up and be our voice and cut the cord to their flow of cash and money and corruption, selling each and every one of us out. So I'm, if anything, I could say I'm thankful that the people have awakened. I'm thankful that there are people that can see past this. But most of all, I'm thankful that God has allowed us to be here for this. I mean, these are historical times. You know, I, I could tell you in Washington, D.C. felt like it was a foreign country. I felt that the threat level was that of going to Somalia, you know, <laughs> it's just so bad. It is so bad. That's the capital. That's where my president 
lives and thrives and writes his executive orders. And I felt like I was, you know, I'd be safer right now somewhere in Yemen eating with the Houthis with a red T-shirt on and sparkling lights on a bandana. Like I'd feel safer there than I, you know, loved, I guess. <laughs> it felt like everybody hates America. The people that actually work for us actually hate our country. And that's what's, um, that's what um, hurts the most. Uh, the, the hate for truth. The demand for compartmentalizing actual information that can break these invisible chains that have been put on our nation decades ago. But it's only a matter of time. And I know that everybody, we've said this before, everybody's like, Russia, Russia, Russia. The, well, the left is. They hate Russia. Okay, forget it. <laughs> uh, let's put Russia to the side. Then it's China, which they are dangerous. Very smart. And, but remember, the Chinese, culturally, you have to see how people, you have to know thy enemy. And what do we know about the Chinese? They waited out. They'll wait thousands of years for people to cannibalize themselves. So who have we said the enemy is? Let me watch the chat. Who is the real enemy of the United States of America? Well, the media is the local one. We have domestic terrorists. But who are they working in agents of? Wow, great answers, I see. It's the European Union, for sure. It's that globalist order uh, that wants to unite us under the, the umbrella of UN, WHO, WTO, all of that. They want that. Yes, yes, the military-industrial complex. There you go. Which is one in the same, right? One in the same. Because remember, Europe is run like a corporation. I think you've heard enough of that spunky Nigel Farage, right, where he even said it. There was no point of him being in parliament in Europe. He he saw no point. He sat there and said, what's the point of us sitting here and voting when it doesn't matter? It's those offices that have no names, those people you don't know, you never see, that make the decisions for us, right? So let's break down some of the news today. But before we do that, I want to just uh, kind of have a cigarette, drink some coffee, and... Um, Listen to a cover. I want you to listen to the words. It's a very old song, but, you know, every single time I'm telling my device, hey, play me some music, it keeps coming on. So I thought I would share. I mean, if, it's com if it just so happens to keep coming on, maybe we should hear it. So I found a good cover. That way YouTube doesn't want to, like, slam-bam me. And um, you can enjoy the lyrics better, too. So free when we hear voices. 
if I would turn on my microphone, I said, hooray is right. Um, I think, uh, you know, our nation has uh, broken wings and that's what we really need to do is just remember that just because it's broken doesn't mean we can't fix it. Um, and it wasn't broken because some bad person came in and ran through our constitution, our rights, our foundation of a nation, uh, you know, all by themselves. We helped them. Each and every one of us is responsible for allowing them uh, to take control because we forfeit that power, not only to those that we elected, but to those that are uh you know, providing us the media, providing us everything. So be thankful for the mistakes that you make. Remember, I've always said every single mistake I've made, I wear as a badge. It's a scar. It's a battle, right? It's a battle of getting to what is important in our lives and in the lives of others. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have to take responsibility for it. And that's the point. This is where we're at. We have to understand that we're responsible no matter what we say. Oh, it's not my fault. You know, Pelosi didn't just happen to hide up there. Uh, Adam Schiff didn't wiretap the president because, you know, uh, you know, we 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 told him he could. Adam Schiff did all he did because uh, we let him do it. Obama did everything he did because we let him do it. The former top brass did everything they did because we let them do it. We forfeited our rights, not because we're stupid, but we're good people. We trust that those that are uh, taking the burden of the nation to serve our nation were actually honorable. We fell for the titles and tiaras. I'm a big, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm a successful businessman, I'm this, I'm that. And yes, and just like Sarah said, it's time that we take our power back. We are the shareholders of this nation. Nothing happens without our say. And no matter how much they get loud, and no matter how much they try to muffle your voice of what is right and what is wrong, they can't take back power that we are reclaiming we are well, how how did how did it happen you guys remember with that ag bar um <laughs> hearing where they kept reclaiming their time well this is us reclaiming our time uh to take our nation back and that and that's what's important so news that happened yesterday is that um you know general flynn got a full hardcore pardon it's about time i mean how can you you know fight a system that has been fixed to ruin you? How can you get any justice? I mean, why is that judge still sitting on the bench? 2018, the first thing I said was what? The problem isn't our stupid senators and Congress people that are filling up their portfolios with stock and making them their bellies fat and their pockets lined with, you know, the latest you know, organza, whatever you want to call it, and making themselves rich, buying islands and houses and Qatar and wherever. That's not the problem. A corrupt president and an illegitimate president, I might add, uh, for reasons that I'm hoping will manifest. And we're not going further route, okay? We're going voting route. You know, those things can happen too. 
We get a corrupt president, a clown that sits there, that's a marionette for those powers that wish to destroy our nation. We can deal with that. But the one thing we can't deal with is a corrupt judicial arm. This is why we have three branches of government. We could deal with executive and legislative not being correct. But if the bottom line, which is our laws, our constitution, our rights, (laughs) the actual foundations that built this nation, if they can't be upheld, then, then that's it. We've lost it and we're seeing it. We saw it where I walked you through the Judge Collier. She knew she signed that FISA warrant with NSA over collections, right? She knew it, guys. September 2016, she spanked Clapper, Brennan, Loretta Lynch. Come, by the way, where's Lynch? (laughs) Where's Loretta? She smacked them and she said, hey, what are you doing? You're over-collecting data on these specific people that just all happened to surround President Trump, that all happened to surround General Flynn, that all happened to surround all these people. You need to not do that. And she just put, put them over her knee and spanked them a little bit. But then three weeks later, she signed a FISA warrant based on all those over She knew what she was doing. She knew. Now, that's a that's a really hard pill to swallow, but we can all see it now. Four years later, we see it. Four years later, we see what's going on. Damn, my cat can't get enough of me today. He's literally sitting on my lap, and he's not an affectionate one. So, <laughs> so you might hear a bit of meowing every now and then. I apologize for that in advance. So let's uh. Let's hear the report on uh, General Flynn that um, Newsmax put together. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I, I will obviously tell you mine. So here we go. Let's take a listen to their reporting here for a second. Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn waking up this Thanksgiving a completely free man after a dramatic move by President Trump yesterday issuing him a full pardon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to National Report. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Logan Raddick. And I'm Joe Pinion. Emma and Sean are both off this morning on this lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, But the president made the announcement in a tweet yesterday, writing, it's my great honor to announce that General Michael Flynn has been granted a full pardon. Congratulations to General Flynn and his wonderful family. I know you will now have a truly fantastic Thanksgiving. And Joe, the mainstream media and Democrats already lashing out over President Trump's decision, blasting the move as corrupt. But the president's supporters saying Flynn should have never been prosecuted in the first place. Some even wanted the process to still play out, hoping for a full exoneration in court. And for the latest, let's bring in Newsmax White House correspondent John Gizzi. He is in Washington with the latest. John. Well, the long ordeal of General Michael Flynn, the president's first national security advisor, is over. Almost. As you mentioned, this is still going to be played out in court. The general seeking his eventual exoneration, but without the black cloud of possible imprisonment, or other punishment hanging over him. In addition, the president has made clear he stood by General Flynn the entire time. 
This has prompted some harsh reactions from Democrats. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was quick to issue a statement last night calling the president's pardon a brazen act. In the meantime, this has also sparked speculation here in Washington over who, if anyone, President Trump will pardon in the next two months. A number of people who are political associates of him have run afoul of the law, and he has long said this is selective persecution named uh, to go after him. In particular, Roger Stone, a longtime friend of the president, received a prison sentence that Mr. Trump set aside. He could pardon him as well as his former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, now in prison and in very bad health. Both the Stone and the Manafort prosecutions were the result of special prosecutor Robert Mueller, whom the president has long denounced. In addition, there's also talk that former Congressman Steve Stockman, Republican of Texas, could be the beneficiary of a presidential pardon. He got in trouble for some campaign finance violations and a strong supporter of President Trump. He and his family have long maintained he was a target for selective prosecution by people within what they call the deep state. Back to you. John, thanks so much. And obviously, you know, talking about some of these pardons here, I mean, what, who else do you think may be potentially on a list of people that President Trump could be looking at uh, to try yeah. to make sure they have some type of, of judicial uh, ram uh, remediation? Anyone who has been associated with the Trump campaign that is now having a sentence or even the appeals process could be a subject for a pardon. I mentioned before Roger Stone, who had his prison sentence set aside, and Paul Manafort, who is in prison now. Another possibility is George Papadopoulos, uh, an associate of the president, an advisor. Mr. Papadopoulos, who's been appeared on Newsmax, served, I believe, a 30-day prison sentence already, and uh, he may have that entirely set aside to keep his record clean. There's certainly going to be speculation about this in the coming days. And if the president has a news conference in the next few days, you could be sure he'll be asked about it. You just watched Newsmax TV, America's fastest growing cable news channel now in more than 70 million homes. You can get Newsmax TV on your cable system or check your cable guide. And if your system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them, tell them you want Newsmax TV because we're real news for real people. All right. So pardons galore. What does that tell us? That releases a pseudo block for uh, General Flynn to finally help take the reins of this. It is, it is pretty interesting, isn't it? I think we're in for a super ride. And next week, um, time traveling Tori is telling you it's going to be damning. Uh, things are already heating up, but next week it's just going to be just drop, 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 drop. Because again, We've, we've mentioned this. No matter how much evidence you put out into the public, no matter how many people you parade, you could show them videos, you could show them anything you want. 
They could be standing real time watching a person fill out ballots. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't care. Why? Because they don't want to care. They simply want control. So next week is going to be so insane. Uh, The prayers, the deprogramming that you have been, you know, going through with this president, trying to show you uh, the light of how you can see past the illusions that they give you will pretty much come to fruition. You know, here we were a year ago talking about elections. I mentioned how the ballots, guys, really don't matter. They really don't. The only reason they were filling out ballots was in any case of an audit that they would have some hard evidence. And that's because they knew they were going to be contested because they got caught. And I told you, watch out for those that are conservative saying, don't let them certify the votes. No, we want them to certify the votes. What do we say in October? When those clowns certify those votes, the secretary of state, All of them are committing perjury and there's a lot of people going to jail. Aside from the idiots that think $500 is a lot of money to fill in little circles because they feel like they're doing a duty, right? We're talking the actual people that have been elected and matter committing perjury by certifying something. We want them to certify. We want them to do that because even though... Evidence is no longer evidence. The law is the law. That's one thing that they can't shy away from. If the law says X, Y, Z, there's no room for interpretation. It's X, Y, Z. If you're a secretary of state and you've just certified your elections knowingly and willingly that there was shenanigans, which all of them knew, specifically 12 AGs of 12 different states, New, they're going to jail. Crimes upon crimes upon crimes. And all of you, I know what you're thinking. No one's gone to jail yet. No one's gone to jail yet. Everyone's walking around. No big deal. But I'll tell you what I've observed. I've observed that there's an actual team of people that are that have been working hard for the American people for a very long time. And then there's those that have been working completely in the shadows, creating their own A-teams to bring it forward too. When I tell you there's some really good people right now, and, you know, while in D.C., I met some really, really good people, really good people, They really love their country and they're using all their skills to make sure that they can hold them all accountable to think that there was just one team, one person, two people, three people is wrong. It is an immense group of people. And you know, what's so beautiful that they didn't even know about each other until now. 
they didn't even know what the other person held. They didn't know what the other person knew, what the other person had, what they were doing. And that's what makes it beautiful. That's the way God works. That's the way good works. Good just happens. And, and that's what I want all of you to understand. The battles that you are seeing in the public sphere, the corrupt news. I mean, look, you know how you knew that you, that how you know you won? How do you know you won? I'll play you a clip from OAN from February 26th, uh, sorry, September 26th this year. And it refers to General Flynn. So I want you to listen carefully to what is being said because it's what was being omitted as well now being November 26th. This is exactly two months ago. It'll make sense to you. Take a listen. Our national security advisor, General Michael Flynn, is back in the headlines, but it's bad news for the Obama-era FBI. Our chief White House correspondent, Janelle Rion, with the latest. The General Flynn case continues to backfire against Obama's FBI and the Obama-Biden apparatus. In a statement released Thursday that has since garnered national attention, General Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, released bombshell texts and details from the FBI proving Obama's FBI knew Flynn was innocent but pursued the case anyways. Quote, there was no crime. The FBI and the prosecutors knew that. This American hero and his entire family have suffered for four years from public abuse, slander, libel, and all means of defamation at the hands of the very government he pledged his life to defend. The latest FBI texts and notes uncovered and presented by Powell in court tell a tale that only affirms what President Trump has been railing against for four years, that Obama and Clinton's FBI was corrupt, spied on Trump's campaign, and orchestrated an elaborate and damaging witch hunt against key people like Flynn amongst Trump's team. The new records illustrate President Trump's war against what he has long called the deep state, a bureaucracy that has been weaponized against the American people. Powell's newly uncovered government records clearly demonstrate FBI agents who had been looking into Flynn expressed their concerns about the ethics of their probe, were relieved at the idea of closing the probe in 2016, but when the probe continued into Trump's first month, the agents bought personal liability insurance. Text messages further show senior FBI not only knew General Flynn was innocent, but also told each other it would be, quote, a nightmare once the public found out what they were doing to Flynn. Upon the outbreak of this devastating news for Obama's FBI apparatus, President Trump appeared to endorse the idea that Obama should be sued for his role in the General Flynn witch hunt. Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, is calling upon the courts to dismiss this case on grounds of, quote, stunning government misconduct and wrongful persecution. The irony of it all, the DOJ called on the court to dismiss the Flynn case in August, just one month prior to these latest revelations. Had the judge overseeing the case, who had been viewed as an Obama ally, simply dismissed the case as the DOJ recommended, the extension of the Flynn case would not have exposed more of Obama's corrupted FBI. Powell adds, this hideous abuse of power and travesty of justice has only been exacerbated by the unprecedented and baseless rulings of this court, and it should not continue another day. 
Chanel Rian, One American News, the White House. Want to see more video? So that was from September 26, 2020. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Two months ago, it was right there, right? So where are we now? All of you frustrated. Where, where are we now? So we knew that they were going to cheat. Well, and everybody knew their own side of the cheating. Because, you know, when you want to cheat people out of their voice, you don't just take one direction and say, oh, yeah, we're just going to fiddle with the ballots. You're not just going to look at it in another way. Oh, we're just going to use the mail-in ballots. You're not just going to use the postal workers. You're not just going to use your poll watchers. You're not just going to use your election officials. You're not just going to use your secretary of state. You're not, you're going to use what I told you they've been using for a while, right? You're going to use the only agency that has the ability to do things like this. And so I've been calling for, for years uh, and a lot of you had asked me to comment on this, so I won't, uh, I have commented. It's just, I think your ears weren't ready to hear it. So there was a report done by One America News um, on November 18th while I was away. Remember, I left to go and provide something, and I, it just, you know, I ended up being there longer because a lot of people didn't want that in people's hands. And that's the way it is for everyone. How many people right now in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Arizona, in every single state are coming forward and they're being blocked. They're probably going to gatekeepers so they can bury that information. I mean, you know, Millie found out that the information that was being sent uh, to the FBI, you know, with all those chats and zoom chats that we were sending were never actioned on. So if the FBI had it, why didn't they do anything? That's a really good question, isn't it? It's called gatekeeping and holding on. So it makes you wonder when I sent that DNC server, the two DNC servers, who intercepted it? Do they have it? When, if they did, would they acknowledge it? Who knows? Take a listen to this. Fraud continues to grow and insiders in the intel community warn that the CIA could be behind efforts to meddle with the election. Here's one America's Pearson Sharp. Members of America's intelligence community are raising red flags. The 2020 election is being outright stolen from the American people. Retired Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, who was formerly the Assistant Vice Chief of Staff of the U.S. Air Force, says two pieces of software called Hammer and Scorecard are being used by Democrats as a superweapon for voter fraud. People must understand that this software was used to overturn the 2020 election. The first. All right, I'm pausing that. And I'm going to rewind it. Just listen to what he said. Okay? Dan that this software was used to overturn the 2020 election. Now, let's be clear. I'm going to tell you what this software is. A lot of you were asking me about it, and I just wanted to see who was putting out half information, disinformation, so that way we can quash it, okay? So scorecard was what we used to help us understand uh, communications between these various factions. Now, there are some people that came out and said it. So you're going to say, is he lying? No, <clears throat> no, he's not. Think of it this way. 
let's let's take a little time hop backwards. We had an application called Word, right? Where we would sit there and create documents. But then we wanted to make the documents more concise. We wanted the documents to have pictures and bullet points. We wanted to streamline them as shows, right? When you, when you were making a presentation, you would use a Word document at first because, you know, that's all you had. Well, you combined it with video, video type software and you created, well, you took little parts of what video had and then you took what Word had and boom, PowerPoint. I'm just saying this isn't the way it happened. I'm just trying to make it understandable. So when he talks about the hammer, the hammer um, is a way where you can access communications. It's not the full scope. This is this is just simple put out because it's way worse than this. When I'm telling you it's way worse than this, this is why you hear me saying I'm holding my tongue. Now, the fact that they've named these two products, I want you to understand, think. We have scorecard that is allowed to decrypt communications between factions of mercenaries, uh, you know, like Al-Qaeda, ISIS, you know, Hamas, you name it. They were using it, mostly Al-Qaeda. I think the, the, the most, uh, the, the best one that we found as an example was when Al-Qaeda moved into Somalia. But anyway, that's another story. So they take this. And then they take the hacking and then they put it together. Now, there's a guy, you all know this guy, his name is Patrick Berge. He actually created the shadow net. Now, the shadow net was the way of merging those two components and perfecting it by using cyberspace and penetrating our social media, media, entertainment, the whole nine yards. What has been happening to us as a nation the past four years is a really remedial psyop, really remedial. They have deployed the shadow net and they themselves, if you go to army.mil, they tell you that they have deployed the shadow net with their own words. They call it shadow net. They have deployed a weapon that we created out onto the American people. Now, it's not only that. It goes before the birth of the shadow net in the mid 2000s, early 2000s, because it started a long, long time ago. And this retired Air Force general knows, but he only goes back to the core components like word and video that made PowerPoint when there's something behind word. Right. It was text. Right. Right. We had the text document. Right. Notes. Is that what they called it? Note. I think I, I'm just um, trying to remember. So what I'm trying to explain to you is this goes way, way back. This was very well planned. You don't just take over a nation of 350 million people that were rebels. Remember the first revolution, we were always rebels. Look what we did to the crown. And remember, we went through that history lesson that the Declaration of Independence, the states were jelly and salty as fuck. They didn't want to become a nation. They wanted to be the ones that were more in charge. Remember, we did that whole history lesson because unfortunately, after the 60s, our history has been completely skewed. We have no idea what's going on. So, again, this is bigger than you realize.
And it's very important right now, not just to fix the 2020 election, but to reveal to the people what these invisible chains are and what and who and whatever. And so let me pull something up to show you something. Let me pull it up because it'll be interesting when you see it. I think it'll make more of an understanding for you to see how individual people with individual knowledge have been trying to attract other people around them uh, to get the word out. Hold on. Let me share this with you because it's important for you to see it. Because if you see it, you'll understand it. All right. And for those of you listening on the podcast, um, I'm going to be reading it out. So that way you can hear me in your car, wherever you are, uh, and um, pretty much see what everyone else is seeing too with your ears. I'll tell you what, your ears see things a lot better than your eyes. Your eyes can be deceived very easily. All right, here we go. I'm zooming in for those that are watching on the video channel. So as you can see here on July 16, 2018, I wrote an article that was titled Hurricane Electric Exposed. Fusion GPS had access to Obama FBI surveillance database. Now, why did I do this? So first of all, Project names are not always very creative, right? Hurricane Electric is actually a server that uh, government agencies used. Do you guys remember Napster or BitTorrent and things like that? How we used to like steal music and then everybody got really salty because Beyonce couldn't buy her car. And suddenly you're, well, you know, no, it's fair. It's fair. It's their product. We shouldn't be stealing it. But we all know we're guilty of it, right? We all are. So this, um, this article pretty much outed the server where uh, the DNC, RNC, everything is there. And when you're using torrents, nothing ever dies, okay? Nothing ever dies. And yeah, LimeWire, there you go, guys. You know what I'm talking about, those good old days where you would just find the movie you want. <laughs> totally illegal, but whatever. So let's, let's, let's just look at this together. So, as you can see, I wrote this in July 16th. So, I was talking about the Citizen Log program. A lot of people think that it's called like, a, you know, well, it's Facebook, but it's a, it's a different type of Facebook. Uh, people call it LifeLog, maybe whatever. It's, it's a citizen. It's, it's your citizen scoring system. And I'll tell you how this works. Again, this kicks back to Patrick Berge, and this is why... I had reached out to him uh, because, you know, what they do, they don't, you know, a lot of people think that people with information are just suicided or taken out, but sometimes it's better to discredit what they did to that man was inconceivable. I can't even, well, I mean, I've been un myself under certain attacks, but him who actually had concrete in his hands that they could not refute. It was, it's really bad. It's really bad. But 
This is what we're using right now. Every single government agency, even the White House, has used a form of a product called Clearforce. Uh, remember the website that was taken down after we put out Shadowgate? Uh, you know, the first part, uh, documentary. Everyone was like, oh, it's been debunked, but there was nothing to debunk. But for some reason, that following Monday, every single military industrial complex website was taken down and then brought back up with new chairmen and board members to cover up their tracks, of course, right? So here's where it kicks in. This is what the citizen log is for, to collect your data. They've been collecting your data ever since they were able to, and you gave them the right to back in 2001. You forfeited that right to privacy in the name of freedom and in the name of safety. Well, they told you that's what you need. And so you did so because you were worried that a plane will fly into your home or that you would walk into some train station and some crazy person will blow you up. So I'm okay with having cameras everywhere. I'm okay with having a conversation with you, me, and whoever else is on the other line listening. See, we gave those rights up without putting control components and the control components that they did put in were a facade. We all know that. So this is how I introduced the name hurricane electric. Cause that's the server we want. A lot of people were talking about Platte river networks. Yeah. They imaged the DNC server. That's what you do. Remember that clown? What was his name? U S attorney Purdue right? TQ Purdue. He blocked me on Twitter, by the way. Oh, wait a minute. I could still follow him. He's the one that said, if General Flynn uh, doesn't go to jail, he'll wear a MAGA hat. You remember that guy who was on TV? And I was like, well, now where are you going? Because he was so sure General Flynn was going to be sentenced. And I know a lot of my listeners were also telling me in 2018 that I'm dumb to think that he's not going to be sentenced because there was a sentencing hearing. But see, the way God works is he does not allow too much to go on. He will allow his soldiers to be humbled. Because I think when we as soldiers are humbled, we get stronger, a lot stronger. You can throw whatever you want. Those that keep standing, oh, well, you know, they're juggernauts in the heart. Doesn't have to be like super fit or anything. I mean, there's no problem with that either. I would totally kill to be like, you know, part of Delta kind of, you know, working out and doing yoga and twisting like a pretzel. Totally would be into that, but that's not reality. My, my pretzel twisting is my noodle. So... Let me just walk you through this so you can see how um, odd it is. The access to this server is a free pass to pry into anyone's life. This is where we store, collate, and even plant information on someone. So I've walked you through my time at uh, a private company in uh, Europe. I've written about it. I've talked about it. I've signed affidavits and sent them off to various people in Congress many, many, many times how we have access to everybody's information. If I don't like you, I can even retroactively go in there and have you serving time in penitentiary for, I don't know, carjacking if I want to. I could do whatever I want because I can't. And I have that access. So this is what is the most scariest portion of it. Not only can they control 
every aspect of you and predict how you will respond. But they can also control your past. And I told you about this in 2018. Now, the thing about planting information is we never use information that is fake. We use somebody else's information and merge it into our target's profile. For example, if I want to take you out or silence you, I will link some other person's profile that may be dubious or even criminal and link it up to yours where you might have a gap or where I can easily replace it because maybe you were really private during that period. And then we have you right where we want you. That's exactly what happened to President Trump. They were trying to fill a void and that's what they slotted in. Now think about it. How many times in your life have you had maybe two months of just seclusion, gone over a bad breakup, lost your job, you know, uh, you're collecting unemployment, you're feeling miserable, uh, you know, you're sitting down in, on your couch for like three weeks, wallowing in sorrow. That's a, that's a, that's a gap that can easily be filled with whatever they want. This is a weapon of mass destruction. You might say nuclear weapons are, but you know, even the idiots that are running the world don't want to nuke themselves. They want to be somewhere. Unless Elon Musk has already created penthouses down in Mars. I mean, I don't know about going into the past right now. Think about it. So I told the world this in 2018, but look what else I popped in. So here it says, here's how they did it. So I talk about Barack Hussein Obama's FBI creating an intricate worldwide database with all private citizen information. What I've been talking about, GSG, I gave that information to Millie Weaver to put it out in a digestible way for the public. Because, you know, how do you feel about your 14 year old getting a permit and being put on a worldwide database where anybody who has money can buy her profile? And with her profile, they can predict how that child will respond. What cues will make them go to where they want them to? How they can, you know, create the circumstances to direct them where they want or to hijack their superpower? Because everybody has a superpower. Think. Facial recognition data, fingerprints, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Amazon. Come on. And Edward Snowden did warn the world of this database. And that's because he got salty because they fell out. He was pissed that he got duped, but you don't dance with the devil and not expect to get burned. I mean, <laughs> living proof of that one, even though I was just a sideliner. So Valerie Jarrett, Barack Hussein Obama's handler walked him through on how to do all of this, but I'm going to take you to where the meat of this is, because this is going to be what's playing out in the next couple months. So we all know that L3 communications, I've actually sub, sub, subbed for them before. They're actually owned partly by George Soros, a foreign entity. And they have access to contracts that are extremely highly sensitive. You could go to usspending.gov. You should go in there and Google, you know, search names or companies. You'll be surprised how much money you spend to foreign companies to spy on you and to screw your country over. You can find it yourself. This is all open record. I'm not saying something that, that isn't open and to the public. The thing is that we're so mesmerized with being spoon fed things and nobody pays attention. So fusion GPS is directly linked to L3 communications. 
And guess what? L3 Communications and Fusion GPS are owners of multiple GOV websites. You're going to say, how do they own it? Well, it links back. As you can see here, I gave the latitude and longitude of a very specific location where L3 Communications on the 12th of July, 2018 was hanging out. Right flanking apartments, if you can see that, in Arlington, in, in Alexandria, Virginia. It would be interesting to see what is right under there. Do you guys see that company? I'm going to look at the chat and, and then I'll, I'll, um, I'll see, uh, what, uh, people have to say on that. What did we hear on the news yesterday? Did you hear about the Home Depot hack? That's what's up. So it was a Home Depot hack and you can see, uh, it's right there. This is from 2018. It hasn't been touched. Okay. I don't, I don't write for big league politics for a while. Right. You see that? So it's right there. So I gave that IP address and I put it out there. Now that, you know, was random. I could tell you Patrick Howley at the time was my editor. He was really pissed. He was like, why is this random, you know, picture there? Why are you putting, just leave it alone. I would tell him he would be so upset. But if you notice in the article after that picture, which was completely random, I just wanted people to know that the presidential transition team.gov, the PTT.gov, resolved at L3 Communications in Alexandria, Virginia. This is what the CIA had. So the presidential transition team of Obama had their location right there, right there. Now, what's funny is, is that there are 12 states, and they still are, that had email address. Why would an attorney general of the state have, I don't know, like attorney general Wayne Stenjum at PTT.gov? Like, what does an AG of a state have to do with the presidential transition team of Hussein? Tell me. Pretty odd, isn't it? Linode LLC, Cable One Inc., Hurricane LLC, and Talia Company AB in Germany. This is where it goes down to. For some reason, Linode, that company, is preferred by the intelligence community. And you can see that from their IPs to share information, right? I've put this out there. This is over two years old. It's not like it was just there hiding in plain sight. The one thing that people need to understand is Talia AB is in Germany, and I made note of that because the amount of intelligence, our congressional knowledge database is there. All our information is there. And we run shit out of there. Can you see that? It was always in front of you. It's just sometimes, and I've said this before, it's not your fault. It's not the people's fault. It's that your eyes couldn't see because you didn't know what to look for. That's the key. That is the key that when you see, you know, it's not just looking at things, it's understanding why a lot of people say, how come I haven't heard your show before? It didn't make sense before, or I didn't understand. This is it. Can you see? It was always in front of you. It was always in front of you where it is. You know, for some reason, people keep thinking that the operations were let out of Germany. No, that's where the farm of the servers were. The core, the core 
was in Luxembourg. It's very specific. And if you look at the laws of each EU member state, specifically that of Luxembourg, you'll understand why. I mean, the bad Saudis know why. <laughs> Wonder if any of them will come out and tell us, huh? I mean, I can. That's the thing. That's the beauty of good people. There's a lot of good people around our nation right now that are all co-contributing to this war. Uh, this war, this battle for our nation. And that's what's incredible, right? That is what is incredible. So as you can see, it was always there. It's just that you didn't have the eyes to see it. And as I said, huh, Bruce Orr may be the missing link because his wife is just such a, <laughs> such a clown. Like because of her, we were able to find the Russian spy at the uh, American embassy in Moscow, which, by the way, I'm going to remind you something else, too. Let me go there and show it to you. Hold on. So this is on uh, on my web page on torysays.com. I want to see. Is it? Um, let me see. Find it. My site's a little bit slow, so I wanted to kind of demonstrate for you uh, how you know, look at the title of this article. What does it say? It says Russiagate part three, unmasking methods and point of contacts. And uh, it's dated December 12th, 2018. When did we find out about General Flynn's unmasking? It was earlier this year, correct? Well, then how did I know that this traitor unmasked General Flynn? Before the Kislyak call. Ah, maybe it was just a wild guess, right? Unmasking one, Brennan's methods. The obvious point of contact, the most angry one, angry one of them all. Teft unmasked General Flynn. You have to ask yourself why. And I even gave him the address. It's on the corner of this. That's where Global Strategies Group was. Right there. All the pictures. Here we are. Courtesy meeting. I think I even have a link to a video where you can actually hear NBC talking about the company I worked for. Let me find it. Let me see where it's at because I want you guys to hear it. There we go. You got to hear this and, and see this because it's, it's, it's pretty badass because people forget. People forget very easily, and that's the problem, that we forget. Okay, you guys ready for this one? This is from 2013, okay? 2013. Let's see. Okay, that's commercials. Let's just wait for that. I'm not, I'm not promoting at all any of this stuff at all. I don't promote anything that supports uh, MSDNC. I'm really glad that they left it on there. I'm grateful for that, I actually have to say. All right, let me make this big, and I want you guys to listen to it. It's going to be pretty interesting once this uh, advertisement is done in about eight seconds. All right. Is that done? There we go. Intelligence committees considering the nomination of John Brennan to be the next director of the CIA in a scheduled hearing to begin in a few minutes. CNBC's Eamon Javers has taken a close look at the longtime CIA officer's three-year stint in the private sector. Kind of, Eamon, it's a um, revolving door of a bit for spies. What did you find out? 
Yeah, that's right, Brian. There's been a lot written here about John Brennan and what he's done in government. But what we did is took a look at the three years he spent in the private sector between late 2005 and early 2009. John Brennan left government. Wait, 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 wait. Oops, sorry, guys. I put my headphones way too close to the microphone. Give me a second. Let me just dispel some rumors here, okay? So he didn't stay in the private sector. I'll tell you where Bren, well, he was. He was setting up his little company. He's got a wife that does real estate, so he's, it's easy for him to find properties, all right? Let's just get his laundry out for a second, all right? 2005 to 2008, Brennan, right, was in Barack Hussein Obama's shadow. How do you know, Tori? Because I actually have personal knowledge. So... He was in his ear. He was actually Barack Hussein Obama's advisor while he was coming up the ranks to become president. It's very important we remember that. But as you can see, the sign on the video, right, what does it say? Brennan's Chinese connection. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I just wanted to dispel that fake rumor that he was just in the private sector because it's not 100% correct. Yes, he was setting up the company that you're going to hear about right now. But what's important for you to remember is this too, Brennan's Chinese connection. Now this is 2013. Remember, it was March 8th, my birthday, that he was confirmed. Take a listen government and went to work for a small intelligence contractor here in the Virginia area, suburban Virginia area, just outside of Washington. The company was called the Analysis Corporation. And what we discovered was the Analysis Corporation was actually owned at one point by a parent entity that was based in Britain and had offices around the world. This parent entity was a security company and they were doing security services for the U.S. military in Baghdad and throughout Iraq. But at the same time, they had an office in Beijing and they were approaching the Chinese government-owned companies for security work in Iraq as well. So at the same time, this company was working for the Americans in Iraq. It was also looking for. So what was Brennan doing with this conglomerate of companies? So the analysis corporation, Stanley, CGI, not the Canadian version, the fake American one. Because uh, we now know that we had Canadians all over the Mueller investigation and we paid them $40 million for paper shredding. I don't know why the fuck we had Canadians in our special counsel looking to find something on our president. Imagine squeaky clean, right? They gave him an anal probe like you wouldn't believe and they couldn't find anything. So think, what would Brennan be doing? Okay, right with the Chinese when he was supposedly, supposedly only doing private contract work, which is complete BS, all right, because he was working with Barack Hussein Obama. Why would he reach out to the Chinese for work in Iraq? You have to think, wait a minute. He says his work was 2005. What happened in 2005 in Fallujah? That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. I mean, I should, someone should ask me that question in a very public setting so people know. So uh, this is where it gets down to it. Contracts in Beijing from the Chinese government and its subsidiary here in the Washington area employed John Brennan, the future nominee to be the head of the CIA. An interesting mix of global intelligence. One former employee of the company called that a huge conflict of interest in this person's opinion. Uh, and the other thing, I wonder who that person was.
we found here is we found out who John Brennan's boss was before he started working for Barack Obama. And it was this man, a man named. Wait a minute. Did he just admit that he was working for Barack Obama? Wait, are you confused? Hmm. Who gave him this? Where is this guy? This guy's video deserves a medal, a huge medal. This report deserves a medal. And it's actually tagged as five, five. Just say it is. Damien Pearl, we have a picture here. He was the CEO of Global Strategies Group, and he was the man that Brennan. You mean the company that I worked for? Hmm. Okay. Reported to in this corporate hierarchy that he worked in. Pearl is a former British Royal Marine, uh, and he made most of his fortune uh, working in Iraq in the security business, doing what they call the guns, gates, and Gurkhas business in Iraq. So guns, gates, and Gurkhas business in Iraq that he made his money. The Brits did on our back. But what was the real, the real reason GSG Global Strategies Group was actually created? Remember, I will go back to Millie Weaver's video. Uh, I don't know if I could find it, actually. Maybe we could do that tomorrow. But I will go back and I will show you how she reported on Global Strategies Group, showed you all these high-level intelligence officials around the world were on that page. They were doing it right under your nose, just like I was right here. Right? Right under their nose. And look, this guy, he's telling you exactly what they've been doing. Listen, listen carefully. Iraq. So this is John Brennan's boss before he started working for Barack Obama. It, it, it sounds very sort of like. So he's saying that the crown, right, is John Brennan's boss. Remember, they have no name, they have no title. Ask me. I went to look for their doors. C007 is a little bit cloak and dagger, but at the same time, there's nothing to suggest that anything inappropriate was going on here, right? In That's terms right. Of we should, John we Brennan's life that. in the private sector. That's right. I didn't talk to anybody who suggested that John Brennan ever did anything inappropriate uh, while he was in the private sector. Uh, what right. I did talk to were so, several people who questioned sort of why we need this private intelligence structure in so he says no one talked to him saying, suggesting that he did something illegal, but everything he's describing is completely illegal and inappropriate. Double speak much. So he even says, I don't know why we need a private, private intelligence structure. No, duh. This is why we had Snowden. Snowden delivered it. What Snowden did was deliver the keys to your camera when you sit on the toilet and I can watch you. But he also delivered me the ability to listen to Adam Schiff talk about the Ukraine thing. And that's how I knew they were wiretapping the president. You guys were here with me before any news of this whistleblower had come out and his name and how they were banning the name to give you the impression that it was actually legit. Right? And everyone, oh, if I say that name, I'm banned. <laughs> it's not the real thing. And then as, as we kept going, I was like, wiretap, wiretap, wiretap. Suddenly they manifest phone records. No, duh. I heard everything. So this is where it comes down to it. Listen to what he says. In any case, why do we have global private security firms that are operating in Beijing and Washington and Baghdad at the same time? And, and this is an entirely taxpayer-fueled entity. So you know the, but Eamon, you know the answer to that. It's the way with the U.S. Army could say, we don't have operatives in South America during the drug wars. They didn't, but they were paying mercenaries to be down there. 
Yeah, look, a lot of this he is done in a very hidden... He said, mercenaries, don't you miss real news? Because I don't see any of these guys anymore talking. Do you? He said, mercenaries. Oh, the army's not going to do that because they don't want to say that the degrees of separation, you guys. You see it? They're telling you, were you listening? No. Why? Because your ears weren't ready to hear it. And it's taxpayer funded. Remember, April 2014, what did Barack Hussein Obama fund? And what is your did your clown rhinos at the Senate and Congress push a bill to help usher the Ukrainian elections? A bill that we paid $75 million for a bill that we employed 1,200 uh, employees that were temporary to help usher their election. 250 permanent employees. Again, here is where it comes down to it. A lot of people think that our control as agencies, it would have been great if we actually had a central intelligence agency, but we don't. Most of them are desk jockeys. And those that actually say they are there, they retire, and that's where they do their real work. When you hear, I'm a retired blah, 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 that's when they're really working. So here is how they're telling you all this. This is where they they're telling you and you're not listening because your ears don't understand it. But now you do. I see that all of you do. I can see it from your text. There's so they, they, there is nothing they can do to stop what's coming. But this is the cherry on top. The last 30 seconds. Listen. Way. It's a very murky world. We had to sift through a lot of corporate records to find this corporate structure to figure out that Global Strategies Group, for example, is uh, registered in Luxembourg, not in England. Uh, it, there are subsidiaries of subsidiaries. Some of these companies are spun out, go public, go private again. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep track of them, and therefore they're easily lost in the shuffle. That might be an advantage, right, if you're in the intelligence mm -hmm. game. Absolutely. It sounds fascinating. And for our viewers who are who have the interest peaked, you can read Eamon's full report on CNBC.com. How's that for some truth? How is that for some truth? Yet with all of that, he was still appointed as CIA director. See that? See how that happens? See how fucked up it is? Excuse my French. I mean, I'm no longer... I mean, radio stations take me anyway, right? They still do it. Do you see Luxembourg? You see that? I've been telling you from day one, all you have to do is the laws. Didn't I tell you you need to look at Commonwealth states? Where did they pilot the final thing? Because this is war in Kentucky. What is it? A Commonwealth. Where are we seeing them blow it up? Pennsylvania. And you know what? In a way, I'm kind of thinking that with all these random, not random, I would say decentralized teams working for the good of the people that this worked in the advantage because now that it's come down to that point all these teams are coming together all of them and it could be just you an average person that's like yo this uh i want to say more but i can't uh <laughs> but I do want to uh, wait. Let me mute that. This is Andy, this. my Schwab Financial. Okay, we could talk about Charles Schwab too, because the two Mueller agents that moved into Charles Schwab to move all that money—one in Illinois, one in California—talked about that a while ago. You know, when I put too much information on Twitter, wants to take it out, but I'm sure some people have archived it, and a few people may have found it. Suburban Virginia, sensitive intelligence business from the U.S. government, 2005. Look at this. Look. It's all there. 
It's all, hey, for those of you that want to archive this for me so we can have it everywhere, I'm dropping the link in the chat. Please go ahead and archive this and the video. I have done so as well. It's on various places, part of my little switches too. So feel free to take that and run with it. I mean, reading just his article where he talks about it, often when companies are acquired, senior executives receive payments upon change of corporate control or reimburse, uh, da, da, da. Brennan's former company both declined to say whether Brennan received such payments when because he never left. That's the thing. What a conflict of interest that the CIA director is also running these private intelligence companies, kind of like how General Jones was national security advisor to Barack Hussein Obama, yet he was still having contracts. You know what else is funny? In Germany, where all those services, guess what happens? <clears throat> Iron Hand. That's General Jones's company. It There is so much. They cannot stop what's coming. There are so many people and the more roadblocks they put to be able to pull this information among patriots is coming at them harder and faster. And you know, like Gavin tweeted out, dead man switches tell a lot more than the person themselves. So um, it's really important that over the the the, the the two years that I've been on air giving you bits of this information get put together correctly because we have all seen it. And, and I know those of you for this hiatus that I had uh, being outside of my home, outside of my little castle here, uh, you know, broadcasting, uh, you had the opportunity to go back to shows from a year ago, one year Delta, two year Delta, and you see that it's exactly what's happening now. It's not even off. Uh, I mean, you got the current events and stuff, but it was right there, which means that we have everything we need to take this down and fix it. So I need some coffee. Um, so I'm going to put a nice little song on for us. Uh, and it is obviously a, uh, a cover. So I'll showcase the gentleman. Uh, so that way I'm not removed from YouTube. Digital camouflage and jumping through their algorithms is very important to ensure that we can maintain, uh, our lines of communications open. But you guys know I'm everywhere. So, uh, it's not like you can't find me. They take me off one, I'm in another, right? Uh, so that's all linked up to my website. So remember, we are the thunder, and we're bringing the thunder right now. And all we need is prayers and support for all those great American patriots that are currently, while it's Thanksgiving, working really, really hard. I'll see you guys in 2 minutes and 49 seconds. <laughs> Just a young gun with the quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes up, not a follow up. With the box, with the moon, ever seen in the foyer. Pick a number, I was lightning. Before the thunder, thunder, thunder. Through the thunder, lightning. The thunder, thunder, thunder. Through the thunder. Lightning, thunder, thunder, 
Kids were laughing in my classes. I was screaming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. You were basic, you were easy. I was riding in the backseat. I was smiling from the stage while you were laughing in the noise. Please thunder, the thunder. Lightning and the thunder, 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 and the thunder. Lightning and the thunder, and the thunder, and the thunder. Lightning and the thunder, and the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. thunder that's the thing a lot of people like to say that they're uh the ones that are taking it home driving it home right but it's not it's you the people because what if something happens to me you know i had someone and i'm not going to delve into super conversation uh who the someone is in dc tell me well maybe you need to give me everything you have because if what if something happens to this xyz person that you only give it to Right. What if you decide that you want to give it to Joe Schmo to do something with it and something happens to Joe Schmo? You need to make sure that someone has it. You know what I told them? Yeah, I don't need a Joe Schmo. I I am the people. We are the people. We're the ones that have it. So. All this time that I've been writing articles and being on the radio, I've been giving you everything you need to find everything. You are the dead man switch. And there's a lot of good diggers out there uh, that can find everything. And so this is what everyone should be doing is putting it out in the public, awakening the masses, a very hard pill to swallow, of course, right? How do you convey to people that they've been living an illusion? How do you convey to people that um, everything that they've been working for, everything that they've been doing, everything they've been told, taught, and even those that have served feel like suckers, right? It's okay. We're all suckers. All of us. I was a sucker. It was at one point where I kind of cocked my head. (laughs) Wait a minute. So at that point, the only thing we can do is observe and wait. And the only thing that these people that are power hungry are scared of are the people. It's you, the people. And the more people are armed with knowledge and uh, the the ability to discern through the 
<laughs> bullshit, perfume, and everything, the more we have control of our nation again, and the more they lose control. So now let's go back to what the general was saying, which I am so glad he said it. See, I've been asking the rank and file that have been sitting idly assisting in this destruction piece by piece, eroding everything our founding fathers did, freedom, everything. And a lot of people say, well, General McKerney should be very scared, right? You know, actually, someone asked me, do you know am I? I just played... (laughs) You know, I am. It's like, oh, I don't know. I want to teach me. Um, but this guy should be very scared, right? And every rank and file should be very scared. I should too, right? But why? God's got this. If you don't believe that good has gotten control, that's where you lose. Yes, we're all human. Yes, we all fear. I mean, out of everything I can say, I've been kicked down. I've been completely maimed, but you can't maim the soul that easy. I mean, look at Patrick. I, I'm i just saying, look at Patrick. He's another one. So let's listen to what this general had to say. Let's listen to the full report uninterrupted. Stolen from the American people. Retired Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, who was formerly the Assistant Vice Chief of Staff of the U.S. Air Force, says two pieces of software called Hammer and Scorecard are being used by Democrats as a superweapon for voter fraud. People must understand that this software was used to overturn the 2020 election. The first time in the United States' history that massive amounts of uh, of cyber warfare have been used in our voting system. McInerney says the software was designed all the way back during President George W. Bush's first term in office. Hammer is a surveillance software developed by the CIA. The programmer was Dennis Montgomery. He developed this in 2003 to go after radical Islamists. Scorecard is a program that was developed for CIA that manipulates uh, voting Boost. McInerney explained scorecard was intended to overturn elections in foreign countries to install leaders favorable to the United States. But then under Obama, it was turned to an even more sinister purpose. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this general saying what I've been saying for a long time? <laughs> that we have been using specific software to install leaders in other countries that are favorable? Mm? Are we thankful for this general for coming out? Because if it's just little old Tory talking, it's not enough. Right? You see? Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg knew. They all knew. All of them know. Everyone in the Senate knows. Everyone in Congress knows. All those clowns in the agency know. The DOJ knows. Like I told you guys, Richard Pilger Said that name a while back. That guy's the head of election crimes. Why wouldn't he know? I mean, you've got to have an inside. Isn't it like that? Whenever you want to take, you know, keep an operation going, you have your own guy in there. That was their guy. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Interessante. That was done by the Obama administration two weeks after Obama came in in 2009, February 3rd to be exact moved it out of CIA 
into a secret uh, uh, skiff in uh, Fort Washington, Maryland. And then they started listening on U.S. citizens to include uh, chief justices, prominent Americans, politicians, etc. cetera. Uh, when that happened... Uh, you mean after you got their passport data, you started spying on them to use the blackmail you had on them, right? Okay, I understand now. That's what he's saying. Dennis Montgomery, who, who invented the programs, uh, became a whistleblower. Under former FBI Director James Comey and former CIA Director John Brennan, both Hammer and Scorecard were redesigned to target American citizens, specifically the left's political opponents like Donald Trump. This software is highly illegal, but with President Obama's blessing, these deep state operatives went to work on not only discrediting Donald Trump, but on undermining the 2012 and 2016 elections. The programs were countered in 2016, but now in 2020, they were successful and managed to sabotage the election of President Wait a minute. What did they say? Did you guys hear that? We need to rewind that. What did they say? Oh, wait. You mean they did that to the 2012 elections and the 2016, but the 2016 one was mitigated? Kind of sounds like facts. Kind of sounds like, wait a minute, what do you mean the 2012 were fixed? <laughs> Dang. Not only discrediting Donald Trump, but on undermining the 2012 and 2016 elections. The programs were countered in 2016, but now in 2020, they were successful and managed to sabotage the election of President Trump by instead reallocating his votes to Joe Biden. McInerney says it was primarily used in the battleground states and is evident in the massive vote dumps for Biden in the early hours of November 4th, the morning after Election Day. We should be demanding from the president to expose these numbers publicly. You see news net networks like Fox that are ignoring it. All the mainstream media, they flipped on us. They do not want to hear it. They won't let people like me on. And they don't want to hear anybody mention it. They discount it completely. But we know it's... Right. He's right. It took me forever to get... Okay. I'm going to tell you dates now. So... I did write it in an article with Perkins Coy. Robert Bauer actually crafted uh, the executive orders that related to all this stuff, right? But I can tell you that every year, every single year from 2012, from 2012 January until 2020, I would send an affidavit down to Congress, to the same office, and no one did anything. I would provide them evidence, and no one did anything. I would tell them these things, and no one did anything. It's very interesting. Tell them things. Not specifically what he's saying, because remember, for anything to happen, there's a lot of people in a room when you sit you're either in the front and you can't see behind you and then or you're the back the person all the way in the back and can only see forward but can't hear what's really being said or you may be on the left or the right so you only see a certain view there's a lot of povs here uh, point of privileges <laughs> want to use that leftist stuff he she they um point of privileges of perception, knowledge, and direction of this information. So if you think of it as a tactical perspective, right, 
If you've got the source at the front of the room, the person sitting on the left, the right, all the way in the back, in the middle, at the front, tells you a different story. Because the guy that's sitting all the way in the back in the center can pretty much tell you how many rows there were, maybe what colors people were wearing. He probably couldn't hear the source, but he could tell you the reactions of all those in front. You see what I mean? Whereas the person all the way in the front probably couldn't remember how many rows back there were, but he heard everything the source said. Another person that was sitting to the left maybe couldn't see the faces of those on, you know, the right that were from center. Maybe couldn't see behind him. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to make it as simple as possible so you get this. And this is how people can put together information. Now, there's a fine line of being complicit, ignorant, and knowing what's going on, which is a struggle. And, and I've said this before. I struggle with this, too. But how do you tell? Like, could you imagine someone sitting there knowing this is happening? How can they tell someone if the president, the CIA director, DOJ, and everybody and their mother is involved? How do you tell? Do you go to CNN? I mean, if back in 2012 that happened, you would say go to the media, right? But obviously, if that person had knowledge of such shenanigans, they also knew that the media wasn't really the media and that there is no First Amendment freedom of the press because we have no freaking free press. And even though some of that press is a what uh, what you guys what do you guys call it white hat right that's what you guys call it right it's still a hijack it's still a freaking hijack now um, let's finish this interview and so today's show I want to end um, with something uh, that I want to take you back to it's true because we watched it being prepped they used it in the primaries. McInerney believes if not for vote tampering, this would have been an overwhelming win for President Trump, but that this information must be given to the right judges so they can act on it. And quickly, if that doesn't happen, he predicts it could have dire consequences for future elections. If Republicans lose this election, they will never win another one again. It will really be hammer and sickle. And that flag of Russia and the Soviet Union and communism will be flying in the United States. China and Russia and others will own us. Pearson Sharp, One American News. You know, I feel bad that the general uh, thinks that pandering uh, the, the notion, and he's not pandering it more so. That's the wrong word. That's I misspoke. He's trying to wake him up and say, guys, if you don't do something, you're not going to be elected. But... You know, I, I guess maybe that's a way of him hoping that some Republicans are really conservatives and care about the nation. And that's not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. Ask me. I've seen some of their passports. So um, before I take you back to something that I wanted, you know what? I won't talk about that. I want to end this with um, John Brennan, <laughs> my favorite being on the news uh, yesterday on MSDNC discussing the pardon of our General Flynn. Now, this is pretty interesting. I am going to just let you watch it 
and tell me what you think if you missed it. So, um, and then we'll kind of like uh, let it percolate and discuss it together. Here we go. Intelligence Agency in the Obama administration, uh, and he joins me now. Um, what's your reaction to this? Well, the saga of um, Mike Flynn is uh, an unfortunate, uh, sad tale of, of two men. One was uh, a military officer who honorably served for over 30 years, including in Iraq and Afghanistan, and rose to the rank of three-star general. The other is a civilian, Mike Flynn, who unfortunately, I think, fell under the sway of some unfortunate influences and decided to opt for cutting corners and forgetting the obligations that he had when he was a military officer in terms of honesty and integrity and making sure that he lives up to those principles and values that really are supposed to be part of the DNA of any military officer. And unfortunately, um, the pardon now that's been granted to Mike Flynn, given that the Criminal violations that he was convicted of really are intertwined with Donald Trump's uh, uh, behavior and his activities. I think it really does uh, suggest very strongly that there was corrupt intent there on the part of Donald Trump. And uh, I think it's going to further blemish, I think, both of their reputations in the future. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, the, what Michael Flynn pleaded to was lying to the FBI. But that was, as often happens in pleas, right? Prosecutors have things they could charge you with. They choose not to. You plead to something relatively minor in the face of that as part of the bargaining for your cooperation. The thing that they pretty clearly could have charged him with and didn't was being an unregistered foreign agent of the government of Turkey to the tune of $600,000 while working on a campaign in transition and not disclosing that while publicly advocating and privately, it appears, advocating for top foreign policy prerogatives of the Erdogan government. That that part of the story is 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 a really remarkable breach. And it's not even touched by the law here. Yes, but beyond credulity to think that Mike Flynn didn't understand that what he was doing was wrong whether it was being an unregistered foreign agent or whether it was talking to the Russians and undermining, I think, the, the transition principles that really do uh, um, are in place when those from one administration to the other. And so, uh, you know, the honorable thing for Mike to do, and, and I served as director of CIA when Mike was the director of DIA, and so I worked alongside him. The honorable thing would have been for him to confess to his guilt and to take his punishment. And maybe at some point in the future, you know, a sentence would have been commuted or whatever. But the way this has been done, the way that uh, Mike, unfortunately, has tried to, you know, avoid these charges and, and avoid responsibility that he really should take, again, as a former, very, very senior member of the U.S. Army, as well as a national security advisor. This just sends a very, very bad signal, not only to Americans, but also to folks around the globe, that this type of activity and behavior is taking place in our government in 2020. What do you think about this window we're in right now? Um, the, 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 the period of time now where there's, you know, constitutionally, there's a gap between Election Day and the swearing in of a new president. We have one president at a time. Donald Trump is the president of the United States until uh, January 20th. And clearly he's been unconstrained all along, but would seem to be even more unconstrained now. You know, I served in government during several transitions of one administration to the other. I never had a worry that something was happening on the part of the outgoing president that really was going to hurt the incoming administration. 
But clearly, we have somebody who is, has acted very abnormally over the last four years in Donald Trump. And the fact that he is a very lame duck now and has basically less than two months left in position of the presidency, who knows what he might decide to do in addition to handing out pardons like cookies, uh, what he might decide to do on the home front as far as either maybe politicizing the U.S. military. I'm still rather concerned about why he decided to move Mark Esper and other senior uh, Pentagon officials. Was it just so that he could draw down in Iraq and Afghanistan or does he have something else up his sleeve? Here's a something else. Oh, man. I, you know what? I'm going to I, I you know, I, I, I had to stop it. I know I said we were going to watch this uninterrupted, but look at his face. That's the face of someone knowing what's coming. Insurrection Act is going to be pulled, man. You guys have planned this. This is the face of someone that knows they just got bamboozled. That they forgot little weapons stored away in little heads somewhere else. And I actually can't help but feel bad. I guess maybe because I have empathy. Maybe I have sympathy because I ran around with these people. But uh, this is the face you need to remember. Right? You need to remember that face. Because the first thing they did was try to smear General Flynn for doing what? What? That you're getting uh, information on a technicality? Can we talk about the other generals? Can we talk about them? Can we talk about how General Hayden, Jones, and all these other clowns, where's that story that I wrote? Where they have a charity, a charity, right? Claiming that they're helping veterans and instead they're fueling their operations. Can we talk about that? Spirit of America is how they're looking to overthrow our nation. And these are generals. We're talking Mattis. We're talking all of them because they believe that they know what's best for us. You don't know what's best for you. We do. And that was always a concept. It's kind of like parents. You know what? Actually, it is. Wow, look at the way that works out. So I, I you know, it's Thanksgiving, right? We usually sit around the table. Um, I was blessed to have Thanksgiving dinner waiting for me now uh, to enjoy um, with my daughter and friend. And uh, uh, I am grateful for that. You, I am so thankful for that. But we all know that it is at Thanksgiving where politics are discussed, right? Where um, religion is discussed, where the older daughter comes in with no boyfriend, when you can get married, or the young couple that's been married for five years, when you can have kids, right? Where these discussions happen. And so I had that, like I said, you know, me and my mom kind of, you know, it was always the control of, I know what's best because I'm older. I, I say that too. Uh, to my kids. We all say that, right? We know best. We want to guide them. And it's very hard. I, I learned, I think the way that I, you know, see it is for my children, right? Think about it as a child, not just the nation. Think about it as a child. For those of you that are parents or want to be parents, right? Think of it as a child. You could tell your kid, here is how you get to where you could be successful and have everything you want and not worry about a thing. So we give them the top uh, priority type, whatever society says is a good way to go, right? And so 
it's important for us to understand that everybody has their own superpower. Like I said, my superpower was always putting puzzles together. That was my superpower because I'm good at math. Stand back on the moon and watch. So every human being has their superpower. All Americans together have super duper powers put together and they know what's best for them. Even our kids, when they have no teeth, know what's best for them in some way. They don't need someone guiding them. And that was, it's all about control, right? Control because you feel like you want to do what's right because you think it's right. Nobody evil, right? This man you are seeing on the screen, John Brennan, and that face, for those of you listening to me on iHeart or iTunes or on the radio in, I need to give a shout out to Brazil. Uh, I don't know who's dubbing my shows down there, but I sound kind of hot. Whoever's doing it sounds really hot. Um, the face says it all. It is the l loss of control. I had that face when I lost control of my personal domain. No one who is evil thinks they are doing evil. Remember that. You don't wake up one morning and say, I want to go commit evil. <laughs> you never go and enter into work for your government because I want to do evil. You never do it. I want to subvert everyone. You don't. You think you're doing good. You think you're doing good. And this is where we're at. They're realizing that they've lost control and that control is in your hands now. It's not in theirs. It's not in the media. It's in your hands right now. Now, let's be fair. I told you guys about Mattis, told you about the Bilderberg meeting. I got that video on my YouTube from 2015 where he got caught with the Greek president, not the prime minister, with the president, and they were chit, 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 right? Also told you about Esper in a nice way. I was kind of impressed that he was at the, at the base and said hey to you know, my daughter's command when she was training, right? Because you always hope, you always hope that no matter how bad someone is, right, that they can walk away from it. You always hope that they're just like, nah, man, I just can't. This is where I don't cross the line. You always hope for, for redemption. You always hope. And this face on the screen is showing hope that the destruction of our nation continues through. This is what we're seeing right now. That he may decide to do with the U.S. military, including, hopefully not, but some type of military venture overseas. So uh, it's, this is not surprising that Donald Trump is going down this road. What I find appalling is the fact that we have the members of the Republican Party in Congress that continue to turn a blind eye to these types of activities. Um, when you think about um, the, the Michael Flynn you knew, you know, it's striking to me as we were watching, you know, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani the other day in, in that press conference. I mean, these are people who don't have uh, insubstantial resumes. I mean, they, you know. You mean we knew when you think of the general friend you knew, oh, kind of like the Tory you knew, kind of like the Joe you knew, kind of like the Mike you knew, kind of like the Jake you knew, right? 
Why are they peddling around with Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell who don't have the titles and tiaras to even stand up, says Chris Hayes, who probably at a maximum is the biggest loser ever. He's going to sit there and pull titles and tiaras on Sidney Powell, who's filing on behalf of the people and Rudy Giuliani, who is redeeming himself. They, they both have very uh, august ones, as did Michael Flynn. I mean, he was highly respected. He was the head of DIA. He ended up getting uh, essentially fired, which I think really angered him, uh, uh, I think partly because of his management. Do you, have a, do you have a theory when you look at someone like him that you work with that you know and look? Wait a minute. Did Chris Hayes just say what I said? That General Flynn never retired, but he was fired? Wait, stop the press. Take a listen again to what he said. See, because they slip sometimes. He wasn't supposed to say that. Did you see Brendan's face when he heard it? There's a delay here, but listen. They, they, you know, they, they both have very uh, august ones, as did Michael Flynn. I mean, he was highly respected. He was the head of DIA. He ended up getting uh, essentially fired, which I think really angered him, uh, uh, I think partly because of his management. Do you, have a, do you have a theory when you look at someone like him that you work with that you know and look at his trajectory subsequently? No, I mean, Mike was always a headstrong individual, and he was convinced of the rightness of his views. But uh, I don't know what it Yeah, so they just confirmed that General Flynn was fired from the DIA, not retired. Did you see that? And that's because he got the retirement because somebody was inefficient in that office. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Inefficient, according to Aaron Turnmeyer, the stupid clown that's telling people how they could burn shit down in Portland. Called inefficient. Whatever. Oh, and Brennan Owen, damn you. He turns around and says, oh, well, he just believes in, uh, you know, his convictions. You mean he believes that the people have the right to a voice? You mean he believes in freedom? You know, he believes in everything our nation stands for. But how was it put? Oh. Yeah, those are great things, but this isn't a utopia. What it is that leads individuals to go astray. I mean, I've had discussions with many FBI officers, agents over the years, and looking at individuals, whether it be in business, finance, or government, who have led stellar lives up until a point where they decide to take that fork in the road that uh, skirts the law and uh, by so wait a minute is he saying that all these patriots coming forward had had stellar lives until they took that fork in the road you mean like being inefficient <laughs> or like saying hey maybe i think uh we shouldn't be doing that or maybe you know this is this isis thing is is a big problem why are we paying them right or maybe we shouldn't be handing over our nation to titles and tiaras. Is that the fork in the road? Damn, all of us should be taking that fork. Violates the principles and the ethics and the values that they may have lived by before. And so I think this is something that really has been, uh, in fact, enhanced as a result of Donald Trump being in the White House. That so what is he telling you here? General Flynn was abiding by the values and what we were doing. No, he had that awakening moment as he was serving his nation. He had a moral compass. He had a, wait a minute, 
just like a lot of other people. And Brennan makes it clear. Donald Trump has amplified that. You mean amplified patriotism? Amplified to do the right thing? Amplified to give power to the people? Amplified to remain free? Amplified to have the choice to dictate their own economy? Amplified to have their own choice of what they want to do in life and how they want to contribute to society? And that's a bad thing, John? Well, it's Owen. That uh, too many individuals forget the, 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 the responsibilities they have as government officials, as U.S. citizens. Listen to his words. General Flynn had responsibilities as a government official. Responsibility to what? He, his only responsibility was to that of the soldiers he led, to the nation that he was working for, not the premise that people are too stupid to know what's right. <laughs> to honor the law, to honor honesty and integrity. And there's just, uh, I think there needs to be a, a look back on what has happened now in the last several years as a result of this presidency and the corrosive effect it has had on what I think really needs to be embedded in our government, which is the, the trust that the American people can have in the people who are carrying out these very solemn and sacred responsibilities. Hmm. So he's saying that people that are executing these responsibilities of staying close to the core is what's important, not the people themselves. Hmm? That's what he's telling you. That's what he's spelling out for you. That is exactly what he is saying. <laughs> Nothing can stop what's coming. General Flynn sacrificed himself for us. Owen still sticks by the idea that people are just too dumb to know what's right. Hmm. Makes you think, right? Well... Makes you think that, can you see that we're winning? Can you see it? Because it's beginning to... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And I just found out in my building I can't have live trees, so I'm salty. On that note, God bless. I'll see you tomorrow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes the glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store but the prettiest sight to see is the holiday that will be on your own front.